Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll, I'll have what a, do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. Just distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. You, no, no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline. And deadline. Dude, are you even listening to me right now? Welcome to episode 160 of the White Tail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me in my garage, Chuck, what's up, buddy? Nothing, man. What's up? Nothing, man. Just when, hanging out. When is the last time that I can say that I've driven over here with the windows down and a t-shirt? I don't know, but it's beautiful. Months. <laughs> Not the best hunting weather, but it's beautiful outside. Horrific for hunting right now. We, I just want to apologize to all the whitetail hunters out there struggling with this heat wave that has come through this week. It was just 30 degrees. It was literally 30 degrees. And now it's like 75. <laughs> it was beautiful today. But <laughs> again, I can say that because I'm not really dumb. But I will say, like I've predicted to the people I've talked to, mornings this week have been fire on my cameras. Yep. So if you can, I know it's a work week, it's tough, but if you can, right now, mornings leading up into this full moon Saturday. Yep. Dude, it's going to get so good next week. Oh it's going to be so cold next week. The I'm next stoked. two weeks are going to be like yep. the most magnificent thing we've seen. Fingers crossed. I hope it just... Yeah. I'm knocking on that wood too. I hope, I hope for everyone out there that they have just a an absolutely glorious change in this uh, with this front coming through and deer just up chasing. I've seen pictures of bucks chasing, small, big. You know, they're they're starting to kind of dog and do all kinds of stuff right yeah, now. Yeah, buddy. So it's going to be glorious. I am uh, looking forward to the Ohio trip soon. I'm so. sure you are, man. We've seen some pictures that you got going on. Some bucks are popping off. I had some yeah. freaking crazy mornings this, this week. Like, absolutely crazy. My phone, like, I was at work. I just did not just want to sit there and, like, refresh, refresh, mm-hmm. refresh. Because it was, like, every two minutes. Yep. New deer. Yep. I have a short... West Virginia hunt story, but before we get into that, we should probably go ahead and take care of the business. We should take care of the business. So first and foremost, I want to thank our partners and top dog, as always, Scree, ScreeGear.com. Go give them a visit. They have absolutely wiped all their pricing down across the board, every item. This is non-sale. This is retail, folks. Prices have dropped. They have. Everybody else out there in the industry, man, they're cranking those prices up. It's a new year, new price. That's right. Not scree. It is new year, new price. Yeah. Just lower. <laughs> Just a lower price. Just a lower price. Yeah. And they're still running sales and I'm sure there's going to be Black Friday, something big coming real soon. I mean, that's right around the corner, believe it or not. Crazy to think about that. Yeah. But yeah, man, and it's, it's going to be good. I'm telling you right now, if you're listening to this and this front's coming through, you're going to get a lot of rain. Go get you some Nebo rain gear, man, because the Nebo rain gear is phenomenal. It breathes well. It's 100% waterproof. 
That thing is crazy. I think it's like 24,000 rated or something. Something like that, man. It's, it's gnarly regardless. Yeah. It will keep you dry. I have had mine living in my backpack along with yep. my 850 down ptarmigan and just chilling in there ready to... Always. Ready to keep me toasty, man. I'm stoked about that. Always. That was the perfect night. The night I shot my buck, I was, you know, rocking... I believe I was rocking the hard scrabble jacket and... uh I was like, you know what? This is the perfect night for that ptarmigan. After I got in, I sweat a little bit getting in, you know? Like, give me that ptarmigan. Throw it on. Comfy, cozy for the rest of the night. Keeps you, you know, calm, cool, and collected. You know, I that would way, agree. That way you're not jumping around, fidgeting when you're cold, you're shaking, you're, you know. Cold takes your mind off things. So when you can throw that piece on and comfort you and warm you, it's just like perfect. I would agree. Man. So next we have VIP archery. And I will tell you that we were sharpening up some uh, combat veterans tonight as I was I was actually fletching some arrows. Sam was sharpening his combat on the uh, the stone. And man, we are so impressed with those broadheads. Just the way that the steel will take a, another sharpened edge to it and just keep killing over and over again. Oh, I agree, man. I, I touched mine up just the other day mm-hmm. just because they've been living in a quiver and they bounce off of each other and whatever else. And man, I almost cut myself terrible i've cut myself they were four so times this year. surgically sharp man <laughs> i know you did you were, you were in here last week freaking like oh, oh. yeah i keep I, like i'm such an idiot i keep doing this when i'm on my e-bike so i'm throwing my my arrows up into my quiver but you know when i grab my i put my bow on my back and when i reach back to check if the arrows are still there while i'm riding on the e-bike i keep grabbing inside the quiver and my finger hits the edge of the blade and i keep getting like a pinprick cut on my finger from doing that like over and over again it's like i'm giving my blood or something or checking it for diabetes you're just making you know? me blood brothers with you that's yeah. all force forcing the blood brother <laughs> i initiative. guess into every deer <laughs> come across huh but yeah i mean they're, <laughs> they're sharp and they just like you said you just keep shoot them over and over again combat veterans my favorite i shot the commander this year as well i don't mind it it's more shoots more like a fixed blade than uh than I think the combat veteran does, even though they both are cut on contact. Um, that three blade, I wanted to see how it was, and I'm not done with them. I have I have three of them. I'm going to put them on arrows, and I'm going to have a mixed quiver, and I'm going to continue to use both. Yeah, but I dig it, man. I still lead The combat are just so nasty, man. Yep. We got some stuff to talk about when it comes to those bad boys, but until then, we're going to move on to our next. What's the next partnership? <laughs> <laughs> back 40C. They are uh, they are some awesome people, guys. If you guys run back and listen to one of our recent episodes with them, they are just amazing people. And they graciously granted us a, uh, a coupon code for you guys. It's Distraction10. And they're offering free shipping until the end of the year, which is absolutely awesome. If you want to get some stuff to do some frost seeding in the spring... Now's the time to do it. Heck yeah, definitely. And those guys are awesome. That that was a great episode with them. And uh, I will say that when we get into these kills, we'll talk a little bit about that as well because we have some people to mention and some killers this past week since the last episode. Uh, first and foremost, I was ha- lucky enough to help recover a dandy of a buck. Yeah, dude. Dandy of a buck. Dandy. Man, our, our good buddy Sam Stickle shot another freaking tank. Dude, you lay that deer next to last year's deer, deer he killed on the property. The similarities are overwhelming. Uncanny. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, you couldn't tell when he first shot that deer, and it is a tank of a body of a buck. Like, an absolute giant. He blew the combat veteran through him. He ran 80 yards, tipped over. Blood like you've never seen before. Just wicked. And uh, we got up to him. We're like, holy hell, look at the neck and the chest and the body on this thing. And you're looking at the antlers and 
when you're looking at him, like first, I'm like, wow, that is a freaking giant. And like, dude, that buck's going at least 132 is what I told him right off the rip. I'm like, that buck's going 132. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be right in that range. And the more you look at him, you're like, oh, I don't know, maybe he's going to be more like 128. I was like, I'm telling you though, dude, this buck's bigger than the one I shot. Like he's a tank. You just can't tell because his body's so big. His body's so big. He's just dwarfing that rack, man. Yeah. His neck is so big, man. His neck is like the size of my torso. You should have seen when we had him, huh? like we, you could wrap your arms around his neck. Like it was that big. Like a tree. Yeah, like a freaking tree. <laughs> I would climb trees that size. Like that's my perfect size tree. <laughs> it's the neck of that deer. But uh, the... The whole point of that was he shot it over the uh, the back forty seed company little food kill plot we had, and that's we had the, awesome game fuel. I we think we had the game fuel planted. Yeah, correct. That's awesome. Yep. So next year we're gonna get the uh, clover blend, and we're gonna continue like you said. We're gonna we're gonna buy some clover blend, and then we're gonna do uh, some frost seeding and do the whole plot like we always do. We always do the whole plot in clover, and then come late summer we'll drop one of their kill food sources in there at the bottom. Very cool. <laughs> Dude, Very it's been cool. working like crazy. <laughs> Dude. I'm excited about that, man. Yeah, and he killed it over. Rattled him in. Snort wheezed and rattled him in. There was that couple day period there, man. I'm not saying it's not still going on right now, but camera activity kind of dulled down these last like, mm, two nights because it it's warmed up a little bit. But those couple of days was like absolutely freezing cold. It was crazy. There were deer running everywhere. I talked to like three or four different people that had bucks like running into doe groups and like really getting wild. I, oh, yeah. And that sounds so crazy, man, because it was like the 20th or the 21st of yep. October. Yep. What? Yeah. Just a touch early. I don't want to be like one of those groups on Facebook, but like <laughs> it be felt it. like the rut was almost on. You know what I mean? <laughs> it it does give you that kind of feeling that the uh, that pre-rut seeking and chasing phase the does were not in there no, was no breeding happening but the seeking and chasing phase was 100 percent in full swing with that weather they were feeling funny yeah i don't know if it was like this whole front coming across or what it was before you know this warm spell but dude that little cold streak there like you said from the, basically the 17th to like the 21st 22nd yeah it was bananas it was man i can agree with that man really holy good. smokes we got other killers too. So we have Sean. Sean just recently joined our Patreon. He's our newest member to the Patreon. He is our newest member of the Patreon. And I will say, yeah, he joined. And then what happened? He joined. And within 12 hours of being a Patreon member, he killed a stellar buck down in Florida. If that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what does. I think it means people should start joining if they want to get it done and kill a buck this year. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It worked for him. Uncanny. The luck of the podcast. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's a thing. It's hilarious. It's a thing. That's awesome. <laughs> Good of, for him, man. Speaking of Patreon members, we also have J Bo, the Slay Bo. Uh, he killed a doe as well down yes, in he Florida. Did. He so. had some good luck with that one too. Yeah, he pump stationed that deer. It was good. Killed it quick and efficiently, just like that's we right. should. I agree. Yes, sir. So that's pretty much it. We I don't know if we mentioned too for Scree. We do have a code WDP twenty. You can use that and WDP ten as Correct. well. Yep. So uh, we have an affiliate link now that we have in our link tree. Yep. On if you our run over media. to like our Instagram or something like that, you can click on our link tree and go straight to it right there. And there's a little reminder on the link tree to WDP20. Yep. Yep. So you can use either code, see which one works, see which one they'll let you use. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can't stack them, I'm sure. But, you know, for some, I'm not sure exactly what the 10% will give you off that the 20 wouldn't. I mean, obviously take your best discount. But, Absolutely. You know, that's what we got going. Very cool. Very cool. So what are we doing tonight? We're doing a little call-in episode. We're going to have a quick little 
break here. I'm okay. going to get this up and rolling, and I'm going to make an Instagram post, and we're okay. going to roll into it. Sounds good to me. Get her rolling. While you do that, I'll tell you my uh, West Virginia story. How about that? Does that cool. work? Yeah. Hold All on right, one so. second, just so I don't. All right. Make your right, social cool media posts. Oh, I got to make social media <laughs> <laughs> like We just sit here and not have anything happen. All right, man. Tell me all okay. about this bad boy. So we decided last Sunday that I was going to, I couldn't take it any longer. I was itching. I was like, I got to get out to somewhere and uh, and I got to hunt, man. I have to hunt. So we decided, why not West Virginia? I have the license. All I need is like the $30 uh, tag or whatever for yeah, archery permit. Right. So I'm going to go. So we went down there. We got, uh, it was myself and Sabelli. We went down and it was about four o'clock when we got over there. And I was like, you know what? It's early enough. Like, let's drive around. Let's go see what we see. Like, let's just do a quick lap around the block. We don't really know where we want to go. We have a good idea. And uh, first thing, like three doe come busting out from the public onto private. We're like, okay, well, that's good timing. Deer are moving already. We saw a couple more, drove around, did our circle. Well, we come in and this is where the whole fiasco happened. <laughs> Apparently, when we get down there, we get pulled in, and we're we're in the parking lot, and we're kind of getting our stuff together, getting our whereabouts. And a guy pulls in, like not even you know that big parking lot where we usually park, the main one. Yeah, absolutely. The guy doesn't park in like beside us. He literally like pulls parallel with the road in front of us, like cuts us off in front of us, and he's talking to us out his window. Hey, where are you guys planning on going? And I'm like, couldn't have parked and had this conversation. Like you could have <laughs> literally just pulled in straight. You're on the road, bro. <laughs> yeah, like you're literally on the road, and that road is crazy. Too. Yeah, it can be. It's crazy. I'm like, uh, well, we plan on going up this hill, and then you know, off to the right somewhere up there. Oh, okay. Well, I won't be in your way. Then I'll probably go back over here somewhere. I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. cool. So then finally, he he, well, he doesn't move yet. He's still there, and he's like, well, and I just want to let you guys know that you got to wear orange. I'm like, yeah, you sure about that? He said, yeah, there's this youth gun season that's in right now, and you. You got to wear orange. I'm like, mm, I don't think so, bud. Like, I'll look at the regulations. And yes, it is kind of unclear. But to me, it's crystal clear. Like, I basically told him, like, well, here's the thing. You know, where we are doesn't allow a gun seat. And when you look at the rules and regulations of the youth gun hunt, it is only in areas where there is a buck rifle seat. Mm -hmm. So if there's no buck rifle season, there's no youth guns and it's ah oh, yeah man it's a gray area it's a gray area i don't know i'm from pa too i i don't know i'm just letting you know i was like yeah i don't think it's a gray area but it's pretty cut and dry <laughs> like you know yeah. it, the, that's what the rules say like it, there there shouldn't be guns he's like well i'm telling you right now that there's a guy up there with his kid they're in orange and the kid jumped out he's got a rifle and he's heading up the hill and i'm like you're kidding me <laughs> right where we want to go and there's gonna be a kid with a rifle i'm like okay well, I really don't want to deal with that. And I said, well, whatever, just it's about to get in the truck. So we jumped in and was like, the guy went and parked. Like, you know how the parking lot, you're supposed to park, you know, perpendicular to the road, right? He literally pulls in and then pulls parallel with the road, takes up half the parking lot with his big, stupid truck, jumps out. First thing, of course, he grabs a crossbow. Uh, no offense to crossbow users, but just saying he plays the part. And uh, I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I'm out of here. I'm not dealing with this guy. I'm not dealing with the kid. I'm not dealing with any of this. I didn't come down here really to mess with people. I'm just going to leave and we're going to find it. There's plenty of spots. We just drove all over. We saw nobody. Let's go. So we come up to the next parking lot. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to ask this guy just for the shits and pulling behind the guy uh, properly off the road. And I'm like, hey, man, what's what's going on? How are you? Whatever. And I said, you, you hear anything about this youth gun season? He said, yeah, I think it's for a couple of days, but... You know, I don't think they can hunt here. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure because he has no orange on at all. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. I was like, but some guy told me, you know, he could. And then he had a kid and, and someone else was down there already doing. He said, well, I'll tell you this. Apparently, two, three weeks ago, my buddies told me there was guys up here turkey hunting. 
And uh, they stopped him and told him, hey, you know, turkey doesn't come in for a whole nother week, right? I was like, you got to be kidding me. He's like, yeah, so I wouldn't really trust the locals around here to uh, give you the best intel on the uh, oh, rules and regulations. Goodness, man. I'm like, I am definitely in West Virginia right now. Like, you got to be kidding me. So that guy was in a good spot that I wanted to go to, too. And I was like, oh, man, he's heading kind of right where I've seen pretty good buck sign in the past. So we drove and I'm like, there's this new spot I've never laid feet on before. But Sabelli had hunted there in Turkey seen this past spring. I'm like, we'll go down there and you can kind of show me where you guys were. Him and uh, Joe Seaburn were down there and they said they saw a ton of deer, a bunch of turkeys, whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. So we went in, started walking in. There was a truck parked there, but we never saw that guy. Um, and then we bounced off out of this like overgrown field to the left into the woods. And uh, it was, I mean, it was nice. It, it was kind of like open-ish, but with little thick spots in there, like little tiny sapling thickets. And uh, the first spot, right, when you come in, I mean, there's a nice rub there. Trail coming in the woods, and I'm like, there's a little bench with a bunch of big oak trees. I'm like, this looks nice. I'm going to set up probably right here somewhere. The wind's supposed to be blowing down over the hill. Do we have a call? We do have a call. Nice. And, well, let's get the call. I'll All continue right, the story after. It, All right, you're on the White Tennis Traction Podcast. What's going on, man? What is up, guys? Oh, <laughs> what's going on? How you doing, buddy? Oh, pretty good. How are you guys? Not bad, not bad. Not bad at all. What are you doing tonight? Not a lot. Just got home from hunting a little bit ago. What were you hunting? Deer? No. Pheasant? Pheasants with the dog. That's what I thought. Well, I saw that picture you had with the pheasants, but I didn't know if that was your old picture or if that was tonight. Uh, we got two last night. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Nice. You should still have some doe tag left, right? Uh, just one or five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in the same boat as me then. <laughs> five sounds about right. I was just talking about you um, on Polo. I don't know if you caught that. The old Patreon polo. Have you shot two deer to, uh, so far this year? Am I right in saying that? Two or three? Yeah, doe the first day and then that buck the other day. That's what I thought. Okay, My cool. man, my man. I should cool. clarify. This is a damn Rahar. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that it is. How did you like our new call-in? Uh, what, what would you call this? Setup? I don't know. Call-in setup. Call-in studio, it's called? Yeah. Oh, I was kind of uh, distracted by it because it kind of like... Tried to dial it and it said a uh, white male distraction. So I don't know. It, it doesn't pronounce it very well. Oh, good. White male distraction. <laughs> Welcome to the white male distraction. <laughs> you sure you called the right line first, bud? I mean, you answered. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you're in the right place. <laughs> Unreal, man. Unreal. Oh, boy, Adam. I was just telling my story about West Virginia. How was it was just an absolute. Uh, shit show with some of the people down there but it was uh we saw some deer man we saw some deer so we're gonna have to uh try to get down there together if possible maybe after your uh colorado trip yeah i'd like that i was thinking about it Very speaking cool. of your colorado trip are you excited are you ready for it or what man what's why don't you give a little details on uh exactly what that hunt's gonna look like uh well i really don't know what it's gonna look like i've never done it but as far as i know uh like semi-guided we're going in with a guide and they're giving us a wall tent and pretty much see you in nine days and you're on your own that's kind of like badass yeah not too shabby this is a gun, a gun hunt, hunt right yeah. Yeah. yeah so i thought that's cool man It'll be a gun hunt how you feeling about it i mean like on a scale of one to ten like how nervous are you and how like confident are you in it i don't know about confident because i mm -hmm. know the winter kills are up but there's been a couple people up that way that said towards that area hasn't affected it too much. So I don't know. I'm going in it with I don't care if I shoot one. It's more of the experience. Okay. 
Uh, I can dig that. I was actually talking yeah. to a uh, buddy of mine a couple weeks ago. I called him. I was calling for another buddy to find out about some fishing spots. And uh, he's in Wyoming. He was mentioning how bad the winter kill was last year, too. And it's it's been pretty crazy. They've been finding bucks and bulls all over the place. Really? I think that was something Charmaine mentioned on the podcast when she was on. But she had mentioned also that she'd seen more animals during her spring turkey hunts than she's seen in a long time. That's right. So, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I guess it's hit or miss. It's probably going to be in pockets, yeah. right? You know, like anything, when it happens, it happens in pockets and you just hope that you're not in that specific little area. So I hope you do good, man. I, I'm I'm sure you're pretty excited about it. It's, it's going to be an adventure, if nothing else. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I just can't believe it's already here when we planned it, what, two years ago, year and a half ago, at least. Yeah, that's cool, man. Well, while we got you on, too, I mean, we might as well talk some whitetail, right? I mean, we want to hear about this buck story. I don't even know if we've really, truly heard. I mean, I have, but uh, the the full buck story. I want to hear it, man. Give it, give it to us. Give us the nitty gritty, too, man. <laughs> yeah, come on now. So the girlfriend wanted to uh, shoot a doe, and it was muzzleloader. So uh, we went up in my hunting sack so she could be noisy or whatever. She doesn't hunt a ton. And every night we went up in it, I took my bow because, God forbid, I don't have it, and I'm going to see a buck. And uh, we were just sitting there, just like 5.45, right around there. And I just kind of peeked out in front because there's a series of high wall. Buck came up over this high wall, 20 yards in front of us. So I didn't even have my bow knocked. It was sitting back by the door. So I had to get up, go to the door, grab my bow, go up back up to the window. And of course, the window seemed super loud and I had trouble opening. So I figured, oh yeah, this thing here, me, it's going to be gone. And it worked off up the food plot a little bit. And uh, I couldn't, like, stand to shoot because of the window, but I couldn't crouch to shoot, if that makes sense. I was, like, half in between. So, uh, I mean, I stopped him at 37 yards and shot. And it, it looks far back. And uh, after we found him, I mean, it was. But, I, like, after I found him, I thought, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, yeah, so slow, down. Shot, slow down. Slow <laughs> down. I knew it was far back, so I called Justin. He didn't answer. He was in the tree. Called you just needed some reassurance that hey this is where i hit this it's a dead deer but i don't want to go after and me and you pretty much came to the conclusion that's right and we hoped it was cool away so that was right about six o'clock at night i shot it so we just snuck out of there and went into work real early the next day i think three or four a.m told the boss i was leaving at 10 went out my buddy met me and helped me out there and we started where i shot at there's no blood because the arrow didn't exit and uh, he started down the high wall he looked over and he goes, there's blood literally everywhere. <laughs> I was like, okay, that makes me feel better. And he took another couple steps and he goes, it's laying at the bottom. He's like, it made it maybe 60 yards. That's so cool. Dude, you so, smoked him. So to this point, I didn't know what he was. When he was right at 20 yards, I threw the binoculars up, saw he was legal. And she asked if we could shoot him. I said, sure, it's going to be a rough year. I'm not going to be able to hunt much archery season. And uh, this is a property that it really can't hold deer because there's all the properties around it's just kind of it's brown it's down so we got up to it and it was a real decent buck i was very surprised it was a nine point broke off one of his g3s but it was still over an inch hey counts but it took over yeah it took over two hours to get them out because we had to drop down over a series of two high walls and then take them through a little bit of a swamp but oh man we got them out after a while. that's awesome now I feel like either the night before or a couple nights before you sent me a Snapchat and you were in this hunting shack and you mentioned seeing a shooter up on top of one of the high walls. Was that the same deer? Do you know? I'm pretty sure it is. He had real dark horns just like this one. So that's what I would say. 
Yeah. Yeah, that thing was really dark chocolate. Yeah, beautiful, it was, beautiful it was a great buck. buck, man. Yeah, I remember when you told me, when you called me. I mean, you were kind of still, it was like right after you were kind of still uh, Amped shook up, up <laughs> yeah. to say the least. And you're like, I don't, I don't know how good he was or this or that, but, you know, he was legal, he was good enough. And I, I took the shot and I'm not sure about it. I'm like, well, you know what, man, let's just, it's got, we, we came to the conclusion like, well, he has to be quartering away. The way you shot him, the only way you don't get an exit, in my opinion there, from where you think you hit him is if he's quartering away. Because if you would have hit him where you said you didn't, which you literally nailed him right where you said you nailed him, um, you would have blew right through. So it was uh, it was great to see that shot. I mean, that was crisp, clean, beautiful. Like you said, he went 60 yards. I uh, I tried talking you into kind of sneaking up and looking over that edge. I know I, I meant to mention it like two or three times when we, call, when we talked. And I was like, it's not smart. But if you got the wind and it's yeah, quiet but- enough, <laughs> maybe go <laughs> peek it. But I don't know if it was kind of a mental thing that took over that I knew where to aim and I knew how he was standing and I just don't remember it. And it's just kind of like a muscle type thing and that's what went down because the shot felt good. and It hit where I was aiming, I think. Yep. But I don't, I can't tell you to remember. It all happened so fast. Right. Here's the thing, man. That adrenaline dump, you immediately like... There's a couple of a couple of people out there in the world that are hunters. They remember everything all the time, and then the vast majority of people, as soon as that shot breaks and they see that deer take off, they don't remember anything. They're like, "Oh, the deer went this way. It totally went the opposite <laughs> direction." Like yeah. nobody ever remembers that stuff, man. But you're kind of one of those guys that if you say you hit it in this spot, I'm gonna believe you hit it in that spot because you're. I like. I'm not pumping rainbows in your butt or anything like yeah. that. But you're a phenomenal archer, man. I appreciate that. You know, we were having that conversation after the fact, and it was like, you know, did you aim at him? Did like, did you aim for the exit? What, what were you? What was going through your mind? You were just like, I, I really don't really remember, but I, I feel like it was just back. That's all I know. It was back, and then uh, you drew that. Like we had that picture, and you kind of put the dot where you think you hit the deer, and I'm like, dude, it's a dead deer. Don't worry about it. Like, just play it safe. Back out. You're gonna find this deer tomorrow. He's dead. You just have to find him. That's all. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that evening was like 32 or 34 degrees. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I was not. Yeah, had you shot it like tonight, I'd be like, dude, you might want to go check. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. For sure. You might want to go check. Horrible. Yeah, I got a couple warm. Probably a good reason I'm not archery hunting too. Yeah, that's a good point. You just knew you were going on this trip, man. It just, you like thought it into existence. You brought that deer in, tagged out, and you focused specifically on that elk hunt. <laughs> Really, I was just trying to get her a doe because I could not put a doe in her in front of her to save my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, next week. So what you what what day do you leave again? Do you leave next week for Colorado? Um, uh, I think we're leaving November the sixth, the Monday. Okay. Well, that's late. So you still have a whole nother week and when that weather changes, you should have deer running wild all over the place if especially with that nice, you know, yeah. hunting shack, you can get her out there and hopefully get a doe on the board. Yeah, next next week looks fire. Oh, dude, I can't wait. It really does. I can't wait. Be back in the game again, chasing bucks in Ohio. I'm freaking jacked, pumped up about it. Yeah, let me tell you, if I wasn't going to Colorado, I'd be calling you up and we'd be going to Ohio or somewhere because I couldn't do this sitting at home stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a buddy going up to New York next week. He's taking a day off and having a long weekend. He's going up. That should be exciting. He went last year. He yeah, freaking yeah, yeah. hit that buck. Yeah, that really good one. Yeah, yep. really good one. Yeah. And I was talking to my dad earlier, too, and he was like, why don't you get your Ohio license and come over here? I just got permission on a new farm. 
Oh my god! I was like, ah, oh. dude, very tempting. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I got to get it done in Pennsylvania first. Yeah, I guess those opportunities only show up so many times, you know. Well, he'll keep the permission. I, I told him yeah. I'd come scout it for him. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a fun time. This is a fun time of year um, for sure. I think that's our uh, boy Mikey calling in. Oh, there we go. He just texted us as well. But Adam, any final thoughts before we let you go, man? What what's uh, what's going through your mind, buddy? Uh, not a lot. Just uh, Austin. The one thing you need to go do: check that stick for that huge shed. Yeah. Oh, Still dude. Thank you for up. the second reminder. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're right, dude. You're a hundred percent right. I keep forgetting about it. You guys keep reminding me, and then a day goes by or whatever, and I'm busy at work, and I don't ever think about it. Coyote probably ran off with it by now. I'll tell you what. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna skip my lunch tomorrow. Oh. And I'm going to run out on my lunch break. I will Marco Polo the entire thing. I'm going to run out there and see if that stick is actually a shed. You think you can find it again? I know exactly where it was. Okay. It was leaning like almost up against the deadfall. Oh. I know exactly where it was. Yeah. It definitely. really looked like a shed from the tree. Dude, if it's a half rack, I'm going to freaking lose my mind. He broke off his main beam, so he's I got know. like a stub on that side. So it's mm. almost the whole thing, too. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I appreciate you, Adam. Good luck in Colorado, buddy. Thanks for calling in. You are the man, as always. Uh, great season so far in Pennsylvania, and you're far from done, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Nice talking to you guys. Have a good night. All right, buddy. Take see care. You, brother. All right. Let's see if we can figure out how to do this. Hello. You're on the White Tail Distraction Podcast, or as the last caller said, the White Male Distraction <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> I heard the beep. I guess that means I'm live, huh? That would be it, my Dude, man. Dude, this is kind of cool. How was the uh, how was the waiting service in the uh, call in studio waiting line? Dude, I'm not gonna lie, that was pretty that was pretty badass on your guys' part. Yeah, were you so, uh, kudos on that one? That thank was you. sweet. Thank you. That's Austin's idea, by the way. So I'm gonna thank you for him because this is all his idea. Trying yeah. something new, man. We gotta we gotta that keep was, up with that it. That was sweet, man. Seriously, yeah. like I got to listen in. That was that was cool. That Very was cool. cool. Very cool. Yeah, that's why I, when you text us, I was just like, call in. Because I wanted, for, for yeah, one, I wanted yeah, for someone sure. to try and, and tell us what it was like when you had to, like, wait on. You know, that was, that was awesome. So, cool. Yeah, so, it, literally, it rang once, like, welcome to the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. You no can shit. listen in. When you hear the beat, like, you are, I don't know exact wording, but, like, mm -hmm. yeah, it worked, worked phenomenal. That's, that's awesome. so cool. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm excited Good about for you, thing. Austin. You're the man. See, I just leave all this good techie stuff to him. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Mikey Fennel, what's up, buddy? How are you? What's up, guys? I'm uh, I'm I'm doing good. I I, I could I could complain, but I don't think anybody would listen. So, <laughs> long time listener, first time caller. No, <laughs> long time caller, first time listener. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, something like that. No, I uh, I just finished up listening to your uh, your uh, I think it was the last episode you guys put out basically summing up your season that was that was a good episode oh thank I'm you kinda, i'm glad you liked it man yeah relit, kind of relit the fire for me a little bit good um, buddy that's what we hope for, for a lack of a better term i guess so yeah i know uh i know you're after pretty hard right now we've been pretty much every single day multiple times a day in contact here now yep. you have uh multiple doe on the ground though so you're not having a bad season you're two, little head two uh two does down early with the uh with the recurve, yeah. which I'm sure Austin's happy to hear about. So I am, man. I'm mm -hmm. so glad you're stacking them up with that thing. Yeah, man. Uh, didn't waste any time yep. uh, with that thing. First first night out, I shot two in like three sits or something. 
yeah, uh, crazy. with it. So I, I've been on a bit of a dry spell. Um, tomorrow marks three weeks since I've released an arrow on a, on a deer. So getting that itch. See, so you're just itching like a mad yeah, man. I get pretty itchy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would like to put another doe down here this week and then, uh, really oh. focus on, uh, Oak. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're uh, good, really man. focus on box here. You know, my, my rotcation is going to start next Friday. Yes, sir. And I'll be off the whole second week. So basically the third through like the 12th, um, Killer. I'm going to be off chasing these things, man. That's there. awesome, man. I'm glad you kind of nailed down the, uh, glad you kind of nailed down the dates. Cause you were throwing those back and forth for a while and you were really unsure of yeah, what you wanted to you do. Know, really? Um, my dad kind of was the one that was like, well, that just doesn't make sense to do that. So the, the, Time change is next, not this coming weekend, but the following weekend. Yeah, it's Sunday the fourth. So if I were to, yeah, if I were to take off next week, which is like the thirtieth through the third, I think um, that would be it for me. My season would be over because there's just no way with the time change to get out after work. Right. Um, so that really, the time change was the biggest factor. And I mean, I'm still catching. I'm not catching the whole first week of. You know, I'm still going to get to hunt the evenings this week after work, but I essentially picked up 10 more hunts by taking the second week, which I wouldn't have had. So Right. Makes sense, man. It just it, it adds up. Just I mean, more time in the tree, I think. Yep. But we do have some sad news. We have a sad update that you probably ought to share since your episode that we recorded with you a little while back. Uh, I wasn't going to bring it up. I was going to move on to what I, he was looking for. Listen, <laughs> I had to bring it up. It's so important to the whole ah. saga of what's going on. Yeah, um, Crab Claw has uh, has been knocked off the hit list, and uh, it wasn't by one of the good guys. It wasn't um, by a fennel. At least, it wasn't from Team Grip and Grin, let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, but I do know the guy that shot him. I grew up playing ball with his son. Uh, I know him from that. Uh, his dad actually hunted with my dad way back in the day in Ohio. So like we know the whole family, mm-hmm. we, we at least got to see him in person, get our hands on him and really appreciate what that deer was. And man, I mean, he was everything, everything we thought he was. I mean, dad and I had him pegged right, right around 150 and they roughed him at, I think just shy of 149. Unreal, man. So, I mean, just an absolute, I mean, just a PA monster, man. I mean, and it was it was funny because we hadn't had pictures of him in you know two and a half weeks or something, and uh, he showed up on his farm. I think he said five days before he killed him, which was like just shy of one and three quarter miles from mm. where we were getting pictures of him. So, oh man, he was roaming hard. And really, the, the only yeah, and really the only thing you know, obviously we talked about like you know, do you guys have crops? Like what? The only thing it came down to really was the oaks on their property were red hot and we have none on the yeah. property that we're hunting this year. It was that the deciding factor. No one will ever know, but right. that's the only difference we could come up with. Yeah. So Nubs has uh, quickly made his way to the top of the list. We've had a couple nighttime pictures of him the past week or so. We got a series of pictures of him the other night. It looked like he was on a doe. We, uh, the first picture he came through, it was like 10.02 was a doe and the very next picture was him at like 10 of three he walked right through the scrape that he frequents didn't touch it didn't even bat an eye at it he just followed the same trail that doe was going yeah. on so i don't i don't know if he was on her but it sure as hell looked like it but 
Yeah, so that um, that story has come to a close. Uh, like I said, grateful that I at least got to get my hands on him and see him in person and really appreciate what you know we thought he was, and we were we were pretty pretty spot on with that. So that's cool, man. So I have one real quid, real good question for you. So this is a kid What's that you up? grew up with. It was his dad that killed this buck, right? Yep. All right. So have you called this kid up and basically like you know gone after him and been like? Hey, my dad could beat up your dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no. It, it, to be honest with you, it went nothing uh, like that. And I'm not one to ask someone where they shot a deer. But, um, <laughs> yeah, kick his ass. I'm Rick. not at all. But I, I did, I did ask that one because that deer was just so obvious to me. Like I opened Facebook and it was like, that's him. That's a hundred percent him. Oh no! As soon as I saw the picture, I went to my camera roll and I'm like comparing pictures. Like I got both apps open, switching back and forth. Uh, and I, you know, I just, I, I messaged him like, Hey, like, I'm not trying to be nosy. I don't even do this, but like, I know you. So I feel comfortable asking you like, where did you, you know, where did he shoot this deer? I'm not asking for an exact pinpoint location, like what area, as soon as he texted me back, I was like, that, that's him. There's no, there's no doubt about it. So I'm um, going to get, you know, pictures and videos that we have of them over the past few years over to them just because they don't have that, you know, information, which, you know, I would want if the roles were reversed. Like, yeah, I want to see what he looked like last year. For sure. Because you know, he, he did change. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that was a tar- that was, it's still a hard one to swallow. Um, I texted Dad the first time I hunted that farm after he was killed, and I just, it just, like, it had an empty feel to it. And I, I remember texting him that, like, man, this, it just feels empty on this place tonight. Man, dude, you know, you don't make us cry. Effort into a deer like that, like, no, I mean, I, it, I can't do anything other than what I did, and that was yep. hunt them smart and hunt them hard. And uh, I was, I was close to. I, last year, I was, I was in the game on that deer. This year, I mean, we had pictures of them in velvet. We had pictures of them hard boned. Um, you know, we never got to lay our eyes on them, but. It was a fun chase, man, and that's that's why we do it. That's right. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like you, like I was telling you, man, that's it's closure on a deer that you've been chasing for how long that didn't just disappear and you know get eaten by coyotes somewhere, or you just never know, yeah. you know what happened or someone poached him or whatnot. And I, I almost wonder too if uh, I know you had some issues with some trespassers there right before the season and kind of right before this deer disappeared. I almost wonder if that didn't contribute something into this, you know, that added pressure, added uh, a scent in there just from one, this trespasser coming in and two, you guys having to go in there just to handle the issue because you have somebody trespassing onto private land. It's like, it was just a perfect storm, I guess, I guess in a bad way. Yeah. I mean, and you're exactly right. And to be honest with you, Nubs went MIA the exact Mm -hmm. same time he did. He is, like I said, he's back. Obviously we've got couple different series of pictures of him the past within the past week so he's in the area dad and i kind of made i think that was last night or the night before the night before we both hunted it we kind of tag teamed it on the you know before it really got warm yesterday so yeah that would have been monday night but um we basically were like look we're not coming back in here until this cold weather comes back in so neither one of us is going to be in there all of this week and probably the middle of next week before we go back in there after them but it just doesn't make sense to be in there right, right you know we can we got other places to be that we can still go do what we want to do and realistically i mean we both would love to put another dough down this week i can't blame you there man just keep after it i love uh 
I love the kind of back and forth we got going on. You're sending me stuff every day. So it's it's keeping me motivated at the same time. And I'm just excited for what's to come oh, because our weather's going to get late. better and it's going to be just hot, hot, hot here. Yeah, the next, I mean, through the weekend, really. It's supposed to rain, I think. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, I'm pretty sure it's Monday. pretty much a wash out. Yep. Tuesday, from Tuesday on, it's just going to get colder and better, mm-hmm. I think. And, oh, it's uh, going to be so good. Like, the mid the middle of next week for me is going to be brutal. Like just begging to get to Friday because that's when it's all going to start for me. Yeah, you know nine nine days essentially. Yeah. Now, Mikey, are you going to get out in the afternoons at all? Like Tuesday through Thursday, if you think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll be out every every night. Um, Good. Didn't go tonight. We took uh, me a trick or treating tonight. So that was an excuse to just take a night off and breathe and spend some time it. with family. And, yep. That was, that was, she had a lot of fun. So good. that was a good night. Yeah. I mean, we flushed up some new, new arrows the other day. Looking nasty, by the way. Does look so damn good, dude. Thank you. I, I, I was really happy with them. Really happy with how they turned out. Not that I'm sponsored by them or anything, yeah. but, uh, one stringer, man, shout out to one stringer because those people are awesome. I ordered two sets, two different colors, two different designs, obviously for my compound arrows and my trad arrows. Mm-hmm. And they actually sent me. The same design, but in two different colors. Well, I called them when I got here. I was like, hey, like, this is right, but it's the wrong color, you know, wrong design, whatever. They sent me the new ones, the right ones for nothing. Keep the other ones. We'll send them out to you. Have them in a couple days. And I emailed back and forth getting them to design these for me. I mean, I mean, amazing. They ran the whole process, designed them for me, sent me proofs. I mean, you can pull them up on the website, different colors, the exact same wraps that I had. Dad's going to do the same thing with his, just a different color. So nice. that's pretty, awesome, man. There's something awesome. to be said for a good company and good customer service. And while we're doing shout outs, man, I'm going to shout out another really good company. And that's Little Debbie. <laughs> this break brought to you by Little Debbie and Old Forest. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, cheers to that. And uh <laughs> I was going to say we need Mike to design us some uh, WDP arrow wraps. Oh, we should do I've never that. actually used a wrap on my I have wraps. You have a wrap on your turkey arrow. I know. I know I do, but I've never used them. It is so, I've, used them, I've used them forever, and some people don't care what their arrows look like. I don't, it's like it's part of your gear. Like It's part of me. You know, I yeah. can personalize them in so many different ways with so many different colors and veins and feathers. And, uh, I mean, it's just... I, but I also enjoy the arrow building part of it, you know, bear shaft tuning, playing with different weights, getting different arrows to fly out of the same bow that weigh different, that measure different. For uh, sure. I, have I mine, enjoy uh, that. Like, I enjoy that side of it. Definitely. I have mine kind of set up as like a fail safe. Like, I have a really bright orange wrap and I have bright orange fletchings on yeah. my arrow. It's like a fail safe in case my nocturnal doesn't light up. So I have some sort yeah. of a extra little bit so I can see. That thing is bright as hell. I mean, and we're we're no different, especially trying to film. I mean, dad shoots yellow or pink. My traditional arrows are orange, obviously, like you guys have seen, and my compound arrows are typically the red and white. So, obviously, I mean, yeah, right no. on the I, back end at the very It's the added weight on the back end, I think, is why I kind of steer away from them personally, but what it's is so minimal. What is I, I know. I don't know. That's the thing. I Are don't know. Are you scared know. of like four grains? Dude? I am. Like, <laughs> That's going to change my percentage from 15 to 14.82, and I just can't have that. <laughs> so you go So you go from a stock insert to a 50-grain brass and add some structural integrity up front. I already have that. 
Well, you gotta go a little heavier. <laughs> I have seventy-five grains. Up technically, front. technically, I have sixty-four up front. Technically, I think it's sixty-four. To be honest, yeah, gnarly, I gnarly. really don't notice a difference. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you won't. Honestly, I'm just yeah, some messing. people go to the extreme of like wrapping the back end of the arrow with electrical tape to con- when they're bear shaft tuning to mm. you know mimic the weight of their wrapping oh, feathers okay. i i don't go to that extreme you can't i agree with that it's kind of crazy but i don't i don't see it i don't see a big enough impact to, mm-hmm. to go to that extreme if you're bear shaft tuning bear shaft tune right yeah that's kind of how i feel about it like yeah because i mean i guess i i understand it though you are bear shaft tuning with like the proper weight that you're going to actually be shooting if you put the electrical tape on there but then why don't you just put the wrap on there and bear shaft tune with the wrap on and then put your fletchings on afterwards? Can't you do the veins? Can't you do and that? I have, I have done that. Okay. Yeah, you can. You sure. Absolutely. You can, you know, and like for me, my trad setup is so heavy up front. Like I'm shooting a 200 grain broadhead with, I think 75 grains of brass up pretty freaking heavy. Right. Like to, for me, it's, it's really difficult to get a perfect bullet hole because of that much weight being up front. I, I always have a knock high tear. Mm, gotcha. That's, I mean, just because of the weight. Right. Dude, as soon as I put, a, you know, I have a four fletch left helical. They're, they're freaking, la- I mean, you guys have seen the lighted knock footage. They're lasers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing better than shooting uh, a I, just I, clean laser with that nocturnal arm in the back, dude. Oh, oh, I love it. Oh, oh, I love it. I love it. And especially when it just zips like right in through the goods and you're just, that was money no better feeling man. <laughs> what you wait all year for yep i don't understand how people don't shoot i've been carrying it a lot though i'll be honest i just don't get it we were i, I agree it's <laughs> such a useful tool we were just giving some people some hell in the, in the patreon group like last week or the week before and it was just it was hilarious the back and forth was just absolutely ridiculous it was man. funny it <laughs> was all for fun it wasn't we weren't actually giving anybody any yeah. shit but it was it was hilarious but i'll tell you what over the last two deer i shot my buck and my doe that i shot there has been so much intel from being able to see that lighted knock totally. and where it hit the deer to tell me what to do with the track and recovery like i couldn't change that for the six grains you add by adding a lighted knock as opposed to a regular knock. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So for that six grains, I'll make a sacrifice for sure. 100%. I would agree. Absolutely. As much as it plays in when you're not filming your hunts, imagine like what it does when you are. When you can actually go back. Dad didn't shoot them for the longest time until we started filming. And then he he got a couple kills on video. It's like, dude, I I don't, I have no idea where you hit that deer. Mm -hmm. Like you've got to, you know, you have to shoot these and I finally talked him into it and he won't, he won't get away from it. Yeah. What lighted knocks do you run, Mike? Nocturnal. Okay. Okay. Good man. It seems to be like their number one consensus wise, but I know some people are running some other brands out there and trying new brands and whatnot to try to cost save. And I don't think they're that bad. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, buddy. Exactly. And if it ain't fixed, don't break it. I, I know a couple buddies that run the uh, like the glory knocks. I think they are. Yeah, they're garbage. And and I only I, say I've that I've never shot one. I only say that because they pinch the living hell out of your string. That's the only thing I don't like about them. The reset's great. I love the reset. I love everything about them. They they light up. They're bright. They're freaking awesome. But they pinch your damn string to no end. Like it's a death grip on your string to the point where it's hard for me to even pull them off. And I just. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that's going to affect my flight. So 
And it could. Yeah. I mean, that we could we could go down that rabbit hole in another time. But I mean, mm-hmm. especially if someone torques their bow, I right. mean, you're already pinching it, so you start torquing the string or whatever. You're really going to get into some issues there. But so, like yeah. I said, that's a story for another day. I think. Exactly. But, yep. Well, man, what's uh, what's the plan over the next nine days of your rut rutcation? What what's your go to? What do you where do you think you're gonna make magic happen? If you had to guess, uh, the first probably I would say like the first half or so, I'm probably gonna really key in on some some historical data. I think because I'm I really I mean, there's other deer I'll shoot. Obviously, at this point, like hit list has been dismantled basically, but I really, I would really love to close the close the book on Nubs, and I have some some pretty good scrape data from him over the past few years. So I'll probably key in on those areas first. Uh, then the latter half, man, just try to get in some pinches and some transitions, and boy. catch catch deer cruising, getting off one deer and one doe and going to the next. Um, I'll probably jump around bow wise. I mean, a lot of our stands, obviously, we have set up for traditional style setups because of dad you Mm -hmm. know close shooting 25 yards and in which is in the wheelhouse for me i don't want to say that my standards change when i'm carrying that equipment but in a sense they do i think it's fair to say they should in my opinion yeah i mean to an extent they do not like i'm not i I don't want to go out and shoot a basket rack eight point that's a year and a half old Uh, i'm not saying that i won't given a certain situation or opportunity i mean i'm still an opportunist at the end of the day Mm-hmm. given the opportunity in the right situation, I'm going to take it. You know, if it comes down to the last day and I still have a buck tag in my pocket, I can get a good video and make a clean shot. I'll, I'm not going to say that I won't take it. Right. Right. And you've gotten your first buck with a, with the trad bow, right? So you, you kind of have that yes. monkey off your back already. So it's not like you're looking for your first trad buck either. So I'm sure that right. changes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I shot a really nice buck. I mean, it was, 100 inch eight point on video out of the saddle it was actually with a loner bow it was the original prototype to the bow that i shoot now yeah um, which is which is cool badass but i mean so far we've we've had a good year i've shot two dad shot one off the ground on video which was really cool sierra put one down uh late last week that was cool yeah man that was exciting i mean we got got four deer down and you know it's just getting just getting good it's it's just getting to the yeah. to the part where it's going to get good. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I know Dad is too. He's off. He works three days over the weekend here, and then he's off the rest of the way. So That's he'll be tough. able to hunt every day the rest of the season. You know, I I don't have that luxury of 26 years or something at the same company where he gets you know ungodly amount of vacation time <laughs> that he takes at the end of at the end of archery season every year. But I uh, I got five days. Paid vacation. I'm going to do that. I'm going to take a day unpaid, which will be Friday the third. There you go. And uh, we're going to we're going to give them hell. I mean, that's, that's all we can do. Yes, sir. Well, good luck to you. Good luck to Rick. Good luck to all you guys out there. Grip and grin. Uh, we have another call coming in, so I want to let you go here. But I want you to go quickly. Shout out where people can find those couple first doe videos and the uh, videos to come. Yeah, uh, we uh, YouTube Grip and Grin Outdoors. That's where all of the video content is. Uh, we do have Instagram and Facebook, but yeah, everything under uh, everything's under Grip and Grin Outdoors in some various fashion. Our logo is our profile picture on everything, so 
you can't you can't miss it. Perfect. Well, thanks for the call in, buddy. Good luck. I'm sure we'll be talking tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we'll keep this thing. Yeah, going. you guys. You guys know me, man. I'm I'm down to talk anytime. So heck yeah. Send bro. some of that good mojo my way, Chuck. Good luck, Austin. You got it, uh, brother. Let's uh let's finish the season with some with a lot of grip and grin picks for everybody. Yes, I love sir. it, man. I love it. All right, brother. Good talking to you. See you, boys. Take care. All right, here we go. We got another one coming on right now. Hey, you're on the Way Ten Distraction Podcast. What's up, man? <laughs> I'm not just Cody here with the non technicals Just giving the call and seeing how. Well, I saw you guys had a good start of the season, so I'm just calling in to see what's going on. What's happening, brother? How you been? Oh, I actually had the rough start of the season. Well. Believe it or not, I missed a solid PA buck. Nothing crazy. Probably about 115, 120 inch eight point. I uh, came out perfectly right before, you know, dark. It was, I had a, had a couple of good bucks patterns, you know, coming to the food sources like most people did early season. Uh, my first... Actually, it was my second night off. I uh, got on film and everything. I, it was at 50 yards. Kept on catching my wind. So the wind was swirling like crazy. It was uh, pretty warm. It was like the first week. that I think it was a Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that. I didn't get to hunt the first couple of days. So it was my work schedule. So got out and came out to 50 yards. But it kept on like, it gave me a good opportunity. So I figured at 50 yards, you hold low. It's not going to, it's going to duck a little bit at 50 yards. You know, I, shoot good at 50 yards I feel confident 50 yards like I didn't feel like I was gonna mess up or anything shot 50 yards put it, put it low like at the heart thing didn't even duck it up he just stood there and I shot right underneath his belly so, oh, clean mess. so that was my beginning of the season other than that uh past couple weeks have been dead honestly the cameras have been dead everything's been dead but I've been seeing rut activity you know little bucks chasing does and all yep. the good stuff so yep now, what about last week? Did you guys have anything good on camera last week? I know last week was a lot better than this week for a lot of people in PA. I know the deer been moving, daylight yeah, like crazy. That first day of the red moon, I had a solid, solid buck. It hit my trail cam, and it was hot as crap. It was during that hot, that hot streak, which I hung that night, and he was 100 yards away from me from my camera, but I couldn't see him because of the roll in the hill. He hit my mock scrape I put up. And my neighbor actually hit that buck the other day. Did not find it, but I, I oh, nobody's man. had him on camera now for about two. Weeks. I don't know if he's dead or not. So that's oh, a, man, that part. Right. So that's where I'm at right now. Tomorrow morning, I'm gonna go hit, hunt some public land. Scouted it. What was it? Monday? I scouted it. So tomorrow, I'm gonna go in there or put a camera on a bunch of scrapes right between two two cuts. So hopefully, I'll get lucky in there. All my like I said, all my farm's been dead. I filmed my buddy shoot a doe the other night, so other than that, it's been pretty pretty good, but it's starting to heat up. Good I cannot shit. explain. Congratulations on the buck, though, Chuck. Thanks, man. Awesome, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate that for sure. It was uh, it's been a hell of a year, dude. It's been it's been crazy, but it's been uh, crazy good, and it's like eating me up this last week, not hunting really a whole lot, and not getting out, and just trying to get everything caught up because. Man, I, I was just saying the other day, like one of my toxic traits is definitely when it comes deer season, like or turkey season, I just drop everything and go all in on hunting and like just throw everything to the side. So everything's a mess. Like I'm still, you know, processing deer and it's just crazy right now. But that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Like this is what we live for, right? All year round, we live for these seven weeks of Pennsylvania archery season. Yep. So I, I really have zero complaints. Are you going to head to Ohio or any other state since she tagged out in PA? Oh, yeah. Um, I was in West Virginia last weekend, or, well, this past Sunday I was in West Virginia. We uh, never finished that story, but I did have a 
an eight point within like 40 yards and he busted me I was climbing my freaking tree um of course but uh i'm gonna be in ohio starting sunday the first day i can hunt over there is sunday through next saturday so i have a week in a draw hunt that i uh pulled so i'll be over there pretty much every single day i can't wait man i hope you kill us man you're having a good year probably walking probably follow you for sure man i hope i hope so too but you know I'm, I'm i'm willing to share that luck for you guys for you austin everybody listening like i want i want to see more people get some bucks down too it got crazy there for a minute you know, my buddy sam shot one and i shot one and our buddy adam it was like all bang 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 day after day and it was like austin had a freaking great encounter with a stud dude almost killed a really good one man <sighs> the same night that sam actually killed yeah. like Right around that same time, too, man, that buck came in. And Crazy. Awesome. I haven't had an yeah. encounter with a buck that big in a while. What was the date? That would that have been the 21st, right? The 20th? Yeah, the 21st. 21st? Yep, 21st. That was a good. I think it was good Friday week, night? Yeah. It was Friday night, yeah. Friday night. I thought so. I was like, well, I was wondering why you were out, but you uh, did you take off work that day? No, I scooted out right after work. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so like I knew it was a Friday night, and I was like, man, that is awesome, but... You know what? I think this no, is No, it was good. Saturday. It was what? Saturday. It was Saturday. You're it right. It was Saturday night. Yeah. It was Saturday. But regardless, I think that is a, a small hint of what's to come. I think it's just that was a taste, a little teaser of what's to come next week. Um, Man, can't wait. Keep saying it. Yep. You going to be out? You going to be after yeah, or what? Yeah, I'm actually, I'm locking into it. So right now, uh, I go on Friday night. I work my four nights and then I'm off for right when the front comes in that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I'll be out this freaking awesome oh man that timing couldn't be better yeah my work, my work schedule is pretty pretty hunt, hunt friendly but with the kid right now i watch her for the most part and i get a babysitter every once in a while you know they can watch her for me mm-hmm. so i pick and choose i can go every night whenever you know like I'm, i watch her during the day whenever i'm off but i usually find somebody to watch her in the morning and then i can sneak out right before dark and get a night evening set but dude honestly this time of year i prefer morning hunts this is my personal preference i'm really not a evening guy i'm on a lot of you yeah i would agree i think uh especially this week i've been telling everybody man if you're gonna get out at all i would say the mornings like it's gonna be nice it's cool overnight and i will tell you my cameras over the last couple of days in the morning have been ridiculously good but i agree with you i will take a morning hunt over an afternoon hunt any day of the year like i love morning hunts i don't care i just absolutely love it i just like the woods waking up i feel like that's mm-hmm. the turkey side of things too you know it's just it's just a side thing. So, but, but I will say though, for anybody listening, I think the number one key is if you can get in the stand with like an hour left of dark, it doesn't matter if you're late. It's a rod baby. Like it, it doesn't matter. Any time the stand's the chance to kill a deer, they they don't care. They're going to be dogging does here pretty soon, and they're not, they're going to be acting stupid. So, if you're running late to the stand, don't fret fret about it. You being out in the woods might give you that shot, that opportunity of a buck of a lifetime, or just something that you're happy with. You know. 100 percent i totally shot, agree with that buck i shot last year i slept in got in there late killed that deer within like 15 minutes on stand eating a pop tart eating a pop tart <laughs> mid pop tart deer <laughs> i i love that you said that because people get so frustrated or flustered over the fact that they slept in a little bit and they're not going to be in two hours before daylight and it's like dude just get in the woods anything can happen if you're in the woods this time of year it can be any time of the day too like I'm a big fan of yeah. this time of year walking in at gray light when I can see sneaking in, depending on the situation, right? I mean, they're both great. If there's a spot, you got to be in there before the deer get in there. 
then do that. But if not, like if it's gray light, I can see if there's a buck chasing a doe, I have an opportunity to shoot that deer. I'm not busting deer out of my stand before, Absolutely. you know, before daylight. So I'm a big fan of doing that. You get extra sleep and you get to stay in the stand a lot longer, like stay until like 12, one, two o'clock and try to find, you know, that midday cruiser. Big fan of it. Uh, big thing I'm going to try this year. Uh, we talked about it for years. I've done it before. So like they're in a lockdown, like you always have those mature box lockdown with a big, big, big old doe and they're not moving at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been doing like we started a couple of years ago. Started doing this is take your rattle antlers, ground calls, bare minimal, and just start walking ridge to ridge. With uh, we bought a freaking Montana decoy with like a little six point. It's all breasted up. Man, we started doing that, and we've had success, but no connections yet. They'll come in, but it's just we just started doing it, so we're just trying to figure it out ourselves right now. Yeah. But honestly, midday trying to get up in that in the bubble, kind of like turkey hunting. Kind of I I use the analogy is. You're getting the gobbler's bubble. Well, in this situation, you're getting that buck's bubble with a mature doe on lockdown. He's going to get fired up and mad. But we've seen that we didn't have the decoy the first year, and they'd come in about like 60, 70, but they wouldn't commit. So we started using this decoy, and we're starting to see more commitment of them coming in, in the more of a shooting range for us. So God, that's so cool. I, I, I wouldn't push people to try that too. I mean, be aware of your surroundings. Don't get mm-hmm. shot by somebody, but. It's such a good idea, dude. I love that. I would agree with that. And I would I would also say, like, even this week, I've had those midday cruisers rolling through on camera, man. I mean, even if you have time to get out just for a couple of hours, go out and try mm-hmm. something like that because they might be up on their feet. They hear you. They might come in. Yeah. I will tell you that uh, we were just talking about my buddy Santa shot his buck. Dude, he had a decoy out. He rattled and snort wheezed, and that buck came in, like, come in on a string. He had actually worked past him um, to his backside where he couldn't shoot. He grunted at him, and he kind of, like, got his attention, but he just kind of flicked his tail, flicked his ears, and kept going. As soon as he got out of sight, he started hitting those rattling antlers and snort wheezed. That buck made a 180 and came right into the setup and started getting big on the decoy like he was going to beat the shit out of the decoy. So, like, there's something to be said about that whole idea of i really like the you know the analogy of getting into a bubble and i'll you know i'll take it to an example my buck last year in ohio had i not walked in at gray light like first first light i would never have seen all the buck chasing and stuff that was happening on the opposing ridge i would have never set up over there i would have set up where i thought was good on the other side of the ridge and i probably would have never even seen that buck that ended up shooting great point so like just getting out in the woods and moving you know yeah Great too is like if you see a little scrub dog in a hot doe until the day I die I'm gonna just now from here on out I'm gonna get down out of the tree and I'm gonna go right where they were at because exactly. about 30 40 minutes after there's gonna be another buck following that hot doe trail I've had I've seen it so many times I've never done it but from like this point forward I had a mature buck do it last time and I was like from this day forward till I die I'm gonna just get out of my tree stand get on the ground and I'm gonna be in that little bit bubble like it was probably about 60 yards out I'm gonna feel comfortable shooting 60 yards through the thick ass woods I'm gonna just go over there and I'm gonna get close as I can to not pressure it but I don't think it really matters in the rut man they're dumb yeah I think the big takeaway from that is too like a lot of guys are worried that they're going to be making noise and that it's kind of a pain in the ass to rip down all your shit and get over Mm -hmm. there and get back up the tree are you really going to be that concerned about it if you get a shot at a deer right Right. I was just going to ask both of you, like how many times, and I I'm, will take this as a personal experience and other people you've heard from, how many times you heard the people that are up in their trees saying, going, man, I seen the chasing at 60 yards and they were back and forth and all over. And it was one buck after another. And I just, you know, I was just out of the, out of it. I, I didn't want to get down and go over there. And it's like, why? 
you know, but, but go back to the point the guys that go in two hours before daylight, they get in their tree, they're set there. They see a buck chase, a, a, a doe across the ridge on the other side. It might not have been buck that they were after, but it was a buck chasing a hot doe across the ridge on the other side. Are they going to get down and go over there? No, they're settled in. Like that's where they're going to hunt. But in my case, I'm walking in, I see it. I'm like, well, I'm just going to walk over there and do it. But I agree with Cody. Like there has to be a mindset. And it's, this does relate, and it's, I'm glad you brought up turkey because, you know, I love talking about turkeys, but it does relate. Like, you have to get down, you have to make that move. And when you make that move, even though, like, if you hesitate at all, it could cost you a deer. But how many times have you heard of, like, two, three, four bucks going across in the same exact spot, and you're stuck at 80 to 100 yards away watching it happen instead of you could have got down, moved over there, maybe it takes you an hour, and next thing you know, there comes that that next big buck and he comes right past you. Agreed. So that's good advice, man. I, I'm glad you brought that up. It happens a lot. I mean, I, it's happened to me now a time or two and I'm, I'm to the point now I'm still young in my hunting career and I'm kind of excited to proud that I, you know, it's just something you catch on. I've ever seen it for so many times, I guess. And I mean, like you said, you might mess up on the biggest buck of your life, but it's a rut, man. It doesn't matter. It really does not matter at this point. It's just gonna, it's either make or break. And a lot of people don't have the time like to hunt like most people. And if you see that, honestly, I've seen it from, you said it, and I've heard multiple people say it, and I've had it happen a couple different times now. So the day I die, I'm going to get out of the tree saying, I'm just going to get down, I'm going to run right over there and try mm-hmm. it. You know, worse sounds worse, I bump, bump more deer, it doesn't really matter. But the day I shoot a freaking big buck, hopefully one day, hopefully I can say the story, and it worked out for my favor. But that's just, that's what I do for the most part now. From yeah. here on out, I'm going to try doing it, I should say. I'd say even if you can't find a tree over there to climb, like, even if you can find a good ground setup just real quick, you know, something to tuck into, tuck behind a big tree. Because that buck, if he comes through and he's hot on the doe scent, he's not looking for you. He's not he's not worrying about, you know, hunters. He is worried about finding that doe. And like you said, he's just crazy. So maybe you don't yeah. have to get 20 foot up in a tree on top of him. Maybe you can run over there real quick, set up real quick on the ground and just try it, you know. Be there. Yeah, just to be in the right spot. And it's starting, too, because uh, my buddy told me a story. Uh, they're up at uh, up in Big Woods, up in a and and they're hunting bears. And they had inlines and stuff. And my buddy and them, they found a big set of sheds. So it was him and his brother. And they're just goofing off. It was a rainy, I think. It, he said it was pretty rainy, and it just stopped mm-hmm. raining. They're messing around with, well, they found these sheds, and they're just talking normally, just messing around. And this big doe jumped up in front of them. And... He's like, the deal was acting weird, but we were smacking these antlers together and just bad with our mouths, like bleating and snort weeds. And he said, I turned around and there's a buck getting ready to spear my butt, my brother in the back. I didn't believe, I mean, it was just the story he told me, but yeah. I believe him though, because he's like, dude, it tried spearing my brother. I yelled and it screamed and finally he realized that we weren't another deer and he got scared and he circled around him and he's like, that deer was so mad and got fired up. And I was just this past week you know what i'm saying whenever that in line was yeah and it gets hot up there too though like earlier than us so i'm sure it's full swing up yeah. up north right now yes i will agree with that for sure right now it's just starting where i'm at like it's mm-hmm. just getting get time to get frisky i like the first week of like the first week of november to like the second week of november in my area but i'm more central western pa you know what i'm saying right i'm not north yep Same so that's up us. like up so it, right now it's probably not up there, but like honestly, it's weird. I think certain does come in estrus. I'm not 100 percent sure with this, but I feel like certain does come in estrus early, and next week there's going to be more does coming in estrus, and then it's going to keep on dwindling down till the last week of archery. 
you're gonna have very few, and you're gonna have those big, big boys walk down with those hot does because they're just gonna be kicking the crap out of little guys trying to get with them. And then you'll have your rifle season. The first day of rifles, you'll have a couple of does that come into you know asterisk. So, That's pretty much what we've but, seen over the last couple of years for sure. Hey, it's pretty spot on. It's just, just data, man. It's just mm-hmm. it's, the one thing I will say is if you see an area, just write it on a piece of paper or just take a mental note of, hey, I had this these does in my area. We're in estrus for sure. I had bucks dogging them. You know what I'm saying? Just write that down on a piece of paper. And I'm not going to lie to you. You'll see a, over the next couple of years, you'll see the pattern. And if you don't, then it might be different. But like I said, there's going to be, I think the first, it started probably about two or three weeks ago from my area. A couple of does came in estrus. You can just see it. And then now it's getting, getting to be more like common. And I'm saying next week's going to be fire. The first week of November to like the second or third week's pretty good, Meyer. You know, it just gets yeah. better and better as weeks go on. So From that's that, like, area, but sixth to the 10th is like so good. Yep. Um, that's like yep. peak peak rut in our area from what the biologists tell us and i would agree like yep. how many bucks i've killed between like the six eight the ninth you know that whole area fire but it's funny yep. like you said there's certain properties on certain days that i go year after year and it's like those couple days like october 29th october 30th those two days just north of here when we go up like austin's killed i've killed up there like, it's really good those couple few days. The like, 25th through the 2nd is, like, when I've seen the best action, yeah. in my personal opinion, the most amount of bucks that I've killed. Yeah. It's just, like, that right before the real real rut kicks on, every buck's up on his feet. They're all running. These poor doe, like, some of yep. them aren't ready yet, and they're just like, leave me the hell alone. But, you know, that is some of the most exciting hunting. And I'm so freaking pumped that we're, we're there. Like, yeah, yeah, we're there, boys. It's here now, man. <laughs> we are there. Now, wait. I got a question for you guys. Do you have a certain sequence you do while you're hunting for, like, do you, so are you the blind caller or are you just the one that if you see a buck, then you're going to call at it? Or what, how do you guys go? Because I, I have two different strategies. I was just calling to see what you guys think. It kind of depends where I am, realistically. If I'm hunting, like, a really hard edge and there's a lot of cover in there, I'm going to do a little bit more blind calling because I can't see as far. Now, if I was hunting say like some bigger timber or something, I'm just hunting like a like a transition area. I'm probably gonna wait until I see something before I call. Yeah. I would agree with that. I unless I have a decoy out, if I have a decoy out, I'll call all day long. But if I don't have a decoy and I'm just out there blind calling, I do I definitely do some blind calling, but I one hundred percent will need to be near something thick if I'm doing it. If I'm in the open or on a field edge, I will not do it. Um because it's just it's burned me. Back in the past, you know, I used to blind call and kind of my sequence was always start off with, and I've changed it up over the years, but typically I'll start it off with some, you know, a, a series of grunts, um, couple, you know, just like contact grunts. And then I will uh, come back a little later and do some tending grunts, you know, a couple little burp, 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 burp. And then uh, I've had really good luck actually in the one property, just doing like one big, almost almost saved your phone you got it um one like big loud buck roar almost um every like 10 to 15 minutes and on like the third one i called in a buck doing that one time so i've had that work um rattling to be honest dude rattling for me has never really worked all that great personally i do it just because it's fun and when you get bored out there you know you can never call you never know when you can call one in but i i tend to not want to rattle anymore unless i have a decoy 
because I mean, I could get away with a grunt here and there and I kind of aim it and move it as I tend like a deer is moving through the area. So they're not coming in looking for it. But if I rattle, it seems like they're coming in looking and they always hang up. What about you? What do you think? Honestly, man, it's going to sound crazy, but I do both. But, uh, I do, I do like your loud, like grunt, your like a little bop at the end of it and like a bop and then I do bop bop like tending grunts you know what I'm saying yep at the end of it but after that dude I hit my can call like three or four times after like the bleak call and I'm telling you right now the can call yeah I can call like the can mm-hmm. like yep. legit the primos can man I will rip the can call three or four times it's annoying as crap but dude I've had so much success with the can call after I grunt mm-hmm. and then after that I do a couple small t- tending grunts after the can call and it works fire every single time. And I've never, never had any problems. I can agree with that. I see so you have like two schools of thought on that. Like you have the people that absolutely love the can call. And then you have the people that absolutely hate the can call. I've never actually used one, but I do have a doe bleed that 100% believe in. It has absolutely changed deer 100% in front of my eyes several, several times. And I think it's called the hot mama. <laughs> we were just talking about this on the, yeah. on the Patreon group. Like, Probably last week. And this thing just sounds awesome. I think it's called the hot, but it's like, I don't remember who it's made by, man. I've had it for so long. I, I, I think I bought it at a show at one point, but it's really similar to like the buck roar where you can pull it apart and you can change the tone of it with a band. Okay. And it has just like absolutely been ridiculous the few times that I've brought it Hmm. because I never think to grab it. And I threw it in my bag like last week when we were talking about it so i yeah. have it in the arsenal this year again but man it's been it's been wild but i've never used a can call but then i've worked with some dudes in the past and they like swear by it they've killed like their biggest box after mm. they bleeded with the freaking can i will say the one thing that's worked the best for me is a snort wheeze like 100 percent, the best bringing a buck like big bucks right to you has been the snort wheeze killed mine last year with them called them in in ohio with it like i've killed a couple with it but like Grunting and snore wheezing is probably my most successful. I use that can a ton and I've never had anything really successful with it. And I've, like I said, I've grunted or I've rattled a lot and really never had anything from it either. So I don't know. It just, it's funny how certain things work for certain people though in certain areas. Yeah. Like <laughs> early season, man, if I have a doe way out there and it's getting ready to cut like lights, getting ready, to... I'll hit the can call, dude, and they'll run right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being that serious, man. I can't call, can't call them big, big nannies, dude. They come right in the range and they're all curious and crap. And I smoke them all the time. I love it. That definitely is a huge useful tool early. And my brothers do it all the time. They just do it with their mouth. They call them in all the time. And <sighs> against my conscience, I, my conscience, I couldn't this year. I just couldn't. This little tiny thing just run away. <laughs> I, I forget who we had on. Was it Larry McCoy that we had on that was talking about keeping a bag of leaves in his yeah. backpack? Bag of leaves, yep. The bag of leaves. And he said he's called in more does with a bag of leaves than like anything out there. Just like if they, if you see him, like you see like legs walking through that cover and you know it's a doe and you want to bring her a statue right mm-hmm. in your hand. It has just worked like magic. I think he also mentioned about like the pocket full of acorns too and like dropping them out. I think we were joking about the acorn cruncher when we talked yeah. about that. Yeah. But the bag of leaves is a great trick. Even when you're like rattling or grunting or something, you know, to have like leaves in your pocket to make that that swoosh noise you know like an actual deer's in the area that's why i think ground hunting is so effective when you're calling because you can move you can thrash around and i've done all that crazy stuff too and hasn't been successful yet but i'm i'm still gonna continue to try it because i'm just scaring every deer in the (laughs) county 
Probably. Probably. But Nah, I feel like it's gonna work though, man. I'm I've, not gonna I've give had, up on I've it. I've had occasions. It's just like <laughs> like we've all said already. It's the time if that deer is gonna come in, it's gonna come I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter it's whatever it's like a turkey. If they wanna play, they're gonna play. I'm being dead serious. That, that's for sure. And then like with the rattling side of things. I grabbed a buck in the other night. It just wasn't something I wanted to kill. It was just, I have to see them, man. If I don't see them, I'm not going to rattle. Because I've, I've gone too many times where it works sometimes, but I don't smash them. You know what I'm saying? I just tickle them. So they get, like, curious, and they get all fired up. And they take them because they're little scrubbers. I make it sound like little scrubbers. And then they think they're, like, the dominant big dog, and they come in there and mess them up. But that's, like, my thing I've used now. I've done it a couple different times. I've done it with bigger bucks. I've done it with smaller bucks, you know. Last year I did with the buck, I, I was, I'm a Scottish shot off with, but the wind, this is the hottest day ever. It was like November 5th last year, dude. It was mm. so freaking hot. I was in the tree stand, wasting my time, I thought. It was like 20 mile per hour wind, but I looked up, dude, and there's a mature buck at the, probably about 152 yards away, and I grunted, didn't care. I hit the can call, couldn't hear me. So I took my rattling antlers out, dude, and I just started tickling real quick. He got so fired up, man. He came beelining. Well, with that wind switching the way it was, it switched last second. He's 40 yards away, and I couldn't get a shot off. It caught my wind perfectly. But yeah. he was coming in on a beeline. It's just the world. So, like, that's one thing I will say. If they can't hear you, and, like, whenever I'm, like, grunting at a deer and I see them at a distance, if they if they hear it, stop, and then if they're, they're not paying attention or coming your way, hit it again. Be aggressive. Yeah. It might get them to come your way. I've had them come eventually. They get all fired up. So, like, if you see a buck, he picks his head up, Stop grunting, stop doing what you're doing. And then if he's coming your way, then stop. But if he turns the other way and goes the other way, rip at him some more, be louder, you know, get him fired up. Sometimes they'll come in, just come straight on a beeline after they, they hear it for the second or third time. It's just weird. Yeah, that that's kind of going into like the same thing with turkey hunting. I can't believe I'm even bringing this up. <laughs> Yes. Knowing when to call and when not to call is yeah. humongous, but yeah. it's funny you mentioned that you like tickling the tines a little bit. I have a pretty good set of antlers that I use for rattling, and I always go into it thinking that I'm going to tickle the tines, but then I just end up beating the bricks off this thing. <laughs> almost breaking your fingers like, every time. Oh, man. Oh, it's just, worst. I'm just in there, and it just sounds like a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Now, do you use real antlers <clears throat> or fake rattling antlers when you do it? I use black rattlers. Okay. Yep. But honestly, the real ones are better. Mm-hmm. I'll say it to the day I die. The real ones are definitely better. I just haven't found a set of real antlers that I want to part paths with, say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I haven't found a set of antlers that I really want to get rid of. And my brother did. He found he found a set of, there's a big seven point with no brow tines. And it's probably about like 130 inch seven point. Like it's, it's huge. There's big wood buck. And he cut the brow, sorry, the one did have a brow time. It did have a brow time on one side. He cut it off of the bandsaw and he drilled a hole through it. And he said, that's the best rattling nailers he's ever had in his entire life. So if you get a good set of rattling nailers, and some old timer told me this up north, because I was up north and I was at a camp and, you know, you know, old timers are. Mm-hmm. He said, if you find the size of a rack of a buck, like say, you, let's say you have sheds off of a 150 inch deer. It's hard to come by, you know what I'm saying? But he said, whatever the size of rack that you're banging around, it's the size of a deer that's going to come into you. I don't know if it's true or not. You know what I'm saying? But that's what he told me. I don't know if I 100% agree with that, but I, I see the logic behind it. Yeah. Um, the ones that I have, they're not sheds. They're actually cutoffs. I got them from a, uh, from a deer farm. I bought them, and I cut the brows off of them. But it's a, it's a pretty good set. I ended up getting them pretty cheap, too. I think I paid like $40 for them. Nice. And they were uh, 
a big eight point set. It's probably about a hundred and forty inch set. Yeah, those are pretty impressive. I just carrying those giant things around with you. There's no good way to carry <laughs> real antlers. It's it's it really it's isn't. That's the problem. inevitable. You're gonna be walking yeah. in, they're gonna be clanking or or whatever else. But that's why I like the black rack and I just put you know, one of them little night ties, gear ties around them, keep them tight all the time. And I do the I same thing them. with mine, but they come loose on, yeah. on the real ones. Yeah. I, uh, that, that gave me a good idea though, when Cody was mentioning that, because I found that, I found like deadhead seven point. I wonder if I should just cut the antlers off and make them into rattling. I would be cautious about that because they were still in velvet. No, 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 no. Not that one. Not that one. That okay. deer's left in the woods. Okay. No, a different deer. A I different found. deer. I was thinking yeah. of the one you found this nope. year. Hard I was going to say, I'd be cautious yeah, about no, banging uh, those ones together. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hell of a... I, I might go back in and get that rack. I would. I, I don't know. We'll see. you got to get whatever salvage tag or whatever for it, but um, I just left them. Uh, but the other set that I have, I could definitely cut those off and come up with like They're small and like, they're perfect size for a nice little set of rattling. There antlers. you go. Never thought to do that before. It's a great idea. Yep. Take a, take a drill bit or a band cut the brow tines off so you don't smash your fingers like mm -hmm. Austin was saying. And uh, take a drill bit and drill a hole right through the center of the bases and then put a, put a rope right through it and then tie a knot in the backside on both sides. But make sure you get the right line because if you don't, it's a pain in the bugger. You know what I'm saying? you got to <laughs> yeah. get the right line for you. I've done that a time or two where it's just not right. You know what I'm saying? Because my brother and I, when we were messing with them, they weren't too short the first time we did it. The second time we made it longer, and it's perfect for them. So that's what I would do if I was somebody. But even with my black racks, man, that's what I did. I put a pair of cord around it. Mm -hmm. The first time I did it was too short. So then you touch around, make sure you get the right length. Because if you're not, then you're going to have a pain in the butt time and tree. And then you're just miserable. And if it doesn't sound right, I ripped my, my pericle cord off in the last year. I was like, screw this. And I just threw it. <laughs> One thing I would give people advice is make sure it's the right length for your liking. Yeah, no, I would definitely agree with that. I, I was gonna say I, my buddy at work actually took mine I had them cut off and they were they were fine um I cut the brows off but he actually took them and did like a leather wrap where your hands go and he stitched them and everything and he tied me up this really nice paracord and everything on them they are like premium freaking rattling antlers now <laughs> that's so cool that's that is really cool though to have like that that grip I, i've oh, seen oh dude yours. it's like, like leather it's grips on them now yeah. they're, they're he's next hand stitched level. them and everything i was like dude these are freaking sweet yeah those are next level that's freaking cool yeah pretty cool pretty cool I, I we're getting up there we're about an hour and a half into this thing i appreciate you calling in cody man good luck on the season dude i'm i'm telling you i think next week or the week following you're gonna get on your little your little rotcation you're gonna uh i think you're gonna smack one so looking forward to hearing from you about it oh, man. Man. Good luck to Austin. Good luck to everybody out there. And stay tuned and uh, good luck to everybody, honestly. Yeah, absolutely, man. Can you want to shout out where everybody can find the non typicals and what you guys got going on right now? Uh, just go on the non typicals on YouTube, uh, Instagram, or Facebook. Uh, we got a couple of doe kills and my nest on there going to be coming up on there. You got you to post your failures. So I'll post my failures. <laughs> I don't care until the day I die. So that will definitely be posted here and upcoming, coming up. And, uh, just uh, good luck to everybody and uh, enjoy the great outdoors. That's all I care about. Honestly, just spend time in the woods. It's so relaxing and it's worth it. My man, my man. I appreciate you calling in, brother. Love it. Good luck, buddy. Yep. Have fun. Good luck, guys. All right, man. Have a good night. All right. What a freaking call-in night, huh? Good call-in night, man. I like this new system a lot. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We've gotten uh, 
We've gotten some good feedback from the callers, big fans of the white male distraction. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to finish that story real quick or you want to leave it off where it is? What? The the West Virginia? Virginia? No. And really the end of it is it's just we got in. We we screwed around so long that when I finally got in, I started climbing my tree. Unfortunately, I I moved down over the hill from where I initially was going to climb. And I thought I found this really solid spot on this real thick creek bed, like right on the edge of it, thinking it was going to be like the rut in movement. And I think I was a little too early for that spot. But when I started getting up my tree, I realized I needed to get like one more hump higher, like one more move higher to get above a couple smaller trees below me. And when I did that, I heard boom, boom, boom behind me. And I looked back and there was the buck. He was coming right in. He's kind of bounded off to my buddy Sabelli, <laughs> which <laughs> of course him, his setup wasn't like ideal for the whole area either. The wind was all wrong and the deer ended up busting him as he drew back on him. And uh, at the end of the night, I had a couple of does come under literally the one, I'm not kidding you from medial way from my tree, stopped right. And there was two trees, maybe two feet apart. And I couldn't decide which one I really want to climb. So I climbed the front one. And the, the deer was between the two trees, like standing there underneath me at the end of the night when I was trying to rappel down. But just a doe. Like, I wasn't going to shoot a doe. I have one tag down there. Really want to put it on a buck if I can. So I don't blame you, man. I was like, I'm, I'm not going to shoot a doe. I'm not going to shoot. My, my bow was on the ground anyways. Nothing I could have done. It was so dark. Like, I had to use the binoculars to see what it was. And it was literally right there yeah it was sniffing my my rappel rope was on the ground it's (laughs) like sniffing it like what is going on here (laughs) something isn't right that's wild man so that was fun it was a cool uh cool sit fun night but no success so it sounds like again that's awesome it was nice to be in the tree again you know it had been a couple days and since i'd been in a tree so it was like kind of feeding my my passion or fuel my passion, I guess, a little bit there. I would agree, man. It kept you kept you out there. Yeah. It was fun. West Virginia was nice. Um weather was great. Sit was great. Couldn't ask for much more. Um I'm looking forward, like I said, looking forward to Ohio, man. I can't I can't freaking wait for Ohio. That's gonna be awesome. I'm really excited for you. I'm excited for what what's to come in the rest of the season and I think it's gonna be pretty good. Yeah. What do you uh what do you got planned? Are you trying to get out Saturday or what do you um, got? I took off Friday and Monday as long as it gets approved. Um, Friday, I might go out in the morning. I got a thing in the afternoon with my kids for yeah. uh, trunk or treat. And then Saturday, I'm going to go out probably a morning sit. And then Monday, I'm going to have to pick up the kids from school. So I'm definitely going to mm. do like a uh, morning to midday sit. Oh, that'd be money. Yeah, so it should be pretty good. No Saturday afternoon before all that rain comes in? Probably not because it's my mom's 60th birthday. Okay. okay. So I'm going to go out and yeah. we're going to go to dinner and stuff like that. But cool. It's cool. going to be good, man. Yeah. Well, best of luck to you, dude. I think you're uh I think you're gonna get on one for sure, especially a couple of the properties. Now I'm gonna remind you while we wrap this one up tomorrow in your lunch break. I look forward to seeing you picking up that big shed. Okay? Remind me in the morning. So I, there's no forget. way in hell I remember that in the morning. Adam <laughs> no. might remember it. I'm not gonna remember. I'm gonna it. I'm gonna go on my lunch break. I'm gonna fly over there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run have to into set the alarm woods. just to remind it's you. It's gonna be good because it's not that far. I only have to run like 80 or 90 yards into the woods. <laughs> That's a lot of running. You might want to walk. Run, dude. I'm going to check it out. And, oh, dude, if it's that side, be. Oh, that'd be so cool. 
I'm going to be so thankful you guys reminded mm-hmm. me 18 times to go back in and check gonna, it out. You're going to get in there and I think it's going to be gone because freaking stray dog came in there and grabbed it and ran You know what's going to happen. It's going to be a damn stick like I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> if it is, it is, but we don't know. I'm like, going to take we, it anyway. Yeah, we need to know. <laughs> like the people need to know. I will close the end of the saga on it. Bring a nutty buddy with you. It'll be, oh. a, it'll be a rack for sure. That's just saying. It's your lunch break. You're allowed. Okay. I'm going to munch on a nutty buddy. Cheers to that. All right, man. Let's wrap this damn thing up. Until next week. The distraction is real. Let's go. Let's go.